today uh, for us. But before I, I give the question and I start in, I'm just going to start with prayer. Just I, I just want to pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. I thank you for uh, allowing us to come into your house one more time. I thank you for your word and its power. And Lord, I pray that you would just use me this morning to preach your word. And Lord, that it would go out. Lord, not just in our ears and that's it, but Lord, help us to focus. Lord, help us to think about your word. Help us not and to go further than the mind, but in the heart. And the only way that can happen is if your Holy Spirit would just touch our hearts. Lord, help us to learn today. Lord, soften any dead hearts. Lord, uh, any uh, uh, convict hearts that need it. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us to learn something from you today, to draw closer to you. And in Jesus' name we pray. And amen. amen. The question I want to ask today is, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? You know, and if we ask the world that question, who is Jesus, we'd get all kinds of answers. In fact, I was looking at some different things last night and I found a couple popular things uh, that I was finding over and over again. Uh, one of the things that they uh, that I saw repeatedly uh, when asking the question, who is Jesus? A lot of them said, we don't really know. Right. We don't we don't know, because what they did is they take this book and they say, well, uh, you look at Matthew, Mark, Luke and John uh, and it's all well after Jesus died, you know, decades and decades after he died. Uh, and so we don't really know uh, if we can really trust this. That's what a lot of people say. They say because uh, here's the thing they say it's more it could be more myth because so much time had passed that we can't really rely on the Bible for it to accurately tell us who Jesus is. You know, some people believe that today. It's sad, isn't it? You know what others will say? Jesus came to this earth and he didn't, his plan, what people say, right? Jefferson said it. Others have said it. Uh, he never really walked on the water. He never really literally healed people. Uh, but his followers kind of created those things. And they'll say, well, you've got the Jesus that was a real person. But the Christ, once you get to that, it's all just kind of made up by the church. Again, what are these people saying? I found a group called the Jesus Seminar, and they took, they found 500 sayings of Jesus in the Gospels. They found about 500, and what they did was they researched them all. 150 religious scholars uh, researched every single saying that Jesus ever said. They went back to the history. They went back to the time period. They went back to what he said and everything else, and those 150 scholars went one by one and presented their findings of each saying of Jesus, what what Jesus said, and then they voted. They voted whether it was legitimate, whether he really said that, or whether he didn't. And they start going down through 500, and I can't remember, I wish I'd have wrote it down, but I think they only ended up with a handful that they said Jesus really said that. Now again, it was a vote, 150 of them, uh, and I don't know why it wasn't an odd number. They could have had a tie, but anyway, I want you. I want to read something to you real quick. This is what they said. Over this is their findings after all their voting and everything. Over their many meetings and through much dialogue, they eventually determined that Jesus was a mortal man who, like the rest of us, had been born of two parents. That he did not perform miracles. The healings attributed to him were merely psychosomatic. I had to look that up and I'll tell you what it means in a second. That he did not die a substitutionary death and that he was not physically resurrected and the post-resurrection sightings of Jesus were merely visions. 
So when they said that the healings were psychosomatic, basically they're saying that Jesus kind of counseled them, helped their mind, and when they helped their mind, their physical problem went away. So it wasn't a miracle. That's what they're saying. But here's the problem, isn't it? When I'm asking the question, who is Jesus? If men get to decide who Jesus is, what do you get? You get opinions. You get votes, right? You get uh, the groups coming together and you get a million different answers. But here's my problem. If you make up a Jesus in your mind, one day your mind will quit working. You will leave this earth and the made up Jesus in your mind will die in your mind. Right? That's the problem. We've got a lot of people around here thinking they know who he is, but what do they want? I already said it. They want eternal life. And if you want eternal life, you've got to have a Jesus that's real. And he's got to be eternal. And he's got to be alive today. And he's got to be God. He's got to be all these things. And he has to be able to raise the dead. Because without these things, the Jesus doesn't really help us. He's just made up. But guess what? I've got good news for you today. The Jesus that is God, that is alive, that did die, but then rose from the dead. He's alive today. Amen. He's alive. He's real. And how do we know that? Many different passages, but I just want to look at John chapter one. Just real briefly. What's it say at the beginning? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. See, uh, the Gospel of John, he doesn't talk about Jesus' birth. He doesn't do the genealogy. The other ones cover that. But he gives a powerful statement right off the bat. He says, uh, he talks about the Word. And if you've got a Bible uh, uh, that you've gotten from this church, you've got a KJV Bible, it says the Word is capitalized. And we know that. hate to bring in a little bit of English, uh, but that means it's either someone or something. It's specific. It's talking about a Word that's eternal. Praise God, the Word existed from the beginning. Amen. That's what John's saying. And he says the Word was with God and the Word was God. We, we see equality there and we see divinity there. Uh, and if you haven't realized who he's talking about, I'll skip down to verse 14. Uh, I'll give you the plot. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll ruin the plot for you. Verse 14. And the word, this is the same word in verse one, was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. Well, right there, verse 14 tells us the word wasn't a thing. The the word is a person. He wasn't born normally like we were. He was made flesh, the only begotten of the Father. He lived a life full of grace and truth. So we have a man that lived among us who didn't have a normal birth because he always existed. He was from the beginning. He was with God. Uh, he was lived on this earth. He was seen and the life that he lived while he was here was full of grace and truth. I'm here to tell you if you haven't figured it out yet, the word is Jesus. Jesus Christ. That's what he's talking about in this chapter. Look at verse 2. And, uh, the same was in the beginning with God. So not only was the real Jesus not born in normal circumstances, he was alive before he was born. Amen? And not only that. See, a lot of groups, they, they believe that Jesus was a real person. 
They believe that he was born. They just think he was born normally. And maybe after that, he became a god or he ascended to some higher power. Or, and, and then those people usually rank. They'll say, God, the father's here. And number one, then Jesus is the next powerful. And then the Holy Spirit always falls third in line after that. That's not true. That's not what the Bible says. It makes it clear. Jesus was God when he was here, but he was God before he was here. Amen? Amen. That's why Jesus could say in John 8, 58, he said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. And you know what they did? They picked up stones and they were ready to kill him for that. Oh, but wait a second, Mike. I thought, uh, aren't there groups that say that Jesus never uh, proclaimed to be God? Well, they're lying to you. I'll, I'll make it real easy for those groups. Every time they wanted to kill Jesus, it's because he either proclaimed to be God, he proclaimed to be eternal, or he proclaimed to be equal with the Father. Yeah. And sometimes he did multiple in the one statement. Every time they wanted him dead. Yeah. He did proclaim to be God and equal with God and was God. Don't let them try to convince you that Jesus was some normal person. He was not. Or that he never proclaimed to be God because he was. Let's go on further. Look what he did. Verse 3. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made. That was made. You, you know what? Look at verse 3 again. Does it say some things were made by him? Some things were made by the word? No. It says all things. Do you see that? All things. And, and just in case you were confused, he really makes it clear in the second half. And without him was not anything made that was made. Aren't you glad that Jesus, before he was here, uh, when there was nothing, when there's no earth, no stars, no nothing, he stepped out of nothing and he had nothing and he created everything with it. Amen. He didn't need a big bang. He was the big bang, right? Amen. He did it all himself. He didn't need any help. But you know what this world wants you to do? They want us to compromise, don't they? Those that are in school, they know what I'm talking about. They want you to think that God, uh, they'll give you, okay, maybe God started it. But then other things took over after that, right? Like maybe God started it and created a thing or two, but then evolution took over after that. Don't they want you to believe that? They want you to mix those things. Well, here's a problem. You go to Genesis chapter 1. And I'll give you one example. Verse 25. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind. And the cattle after their kind. And everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. You read Genesis chapter 1 and over and over again. You're going to see that phrase. After its kind, after their kind, after his kind, over and over again. Whether he's uh, uh, creating the animals in the sea, the birds that fly, the insects, the cattle, whatever. You'll see that uh, phrase repeated over and over and over again. You know what that tells me? The Bible is being very clear. God created that animal after its kind and it did not switch kinds later. There is no kind switching. Right. Amen? Amen? We don't see that. I don't see a cat turn into a dog. Right. But that's what they want you to believe. If there's enough time that things will cross over of kinds. The Bible says no. Right. Jesus who always was. 
created each kind of thing, and we still have those kinds today. And if we don't have them, it's because they're extinct. Not because they've evolved into something else. Over and over again. Look at verse 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. So now we're back to Jesus on this earth. When he came, he brought life. Amen? He brought light. You look at Jesus' miracles. What was happening over and over again? He was bringing life. He was restoring life. He was celebrating life. He was bringing life. Whether he was healing the sick, he was uh, uh, bringing life to them. Uh, No greater examples of him bringing life is when he rose the dead. Right? He did these things. Even when he was walking on the water, he was saving the lives of the disciples that were on the ship that were going to sink if they stayed out there much longer. Jesus was life. And he can make this statement, Jesus was God. He was the creator. And if he never performed a miracle, it would be harder to believe him. But here's the thing. He had no problem doing these things because he was the life. In fact, even when they killed him and buried him in a tomb, he rose from the dead on the third day because Jesus was life. Amen. He's the giver of life. He still is. And then not only that. And again, they'll, they'll say, man, he was just a good teacher, a good moral man. I'm thinking, what are you looking at? Where are you seeing this? Because he also spoke the truth. While he was on this earth. And what did they say? Never a man spake like this man. They were confused. How did he speak like this? He didn't have the formal education of the time. The, uh, you know, we'd call it seminary or religious education. They're amazed that he could open up the scriptures and could explain it like he could. But you know what a lot of them could see? It says in the darkness comprehended it not. You know what we see in the gospels? They saw Jesus. They watched him. They lived around him. But all they saw, they didn't see God. They didn't see a creator. They didn't see those things. They saw the son of a carpenter, right? Who was a carpenter himself. They saw just a regular man, right? Isn't this, uh, you know, Mary's son? Isn't this uh, Joseph's son? Isn't this the one we've lived around? Uh, We grew up alongside of him in Nazareth. Look at verse 10. We're going to jump down. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. 33 years, Jesus was on this earth living, uh, walking and talking. The creator of this universe was in this world. It says the world was made by him. He was walking on the very dirt that he created, walking and talking with him. But what happened? There he was in the world, but the world knew him not. And I've said it many times. One of the reasons is the Jews created their own requirements of who they thought the Messiah would be. And when Jesus didn't live up to what they wanted Jesus to be, they rejected him. And guess what's happening today? We've got people inventing their own version of Jesus and they create it in their mind and they reject the real Jesus, right? They just want the one that they've created. Well, the problem is the one they've created doesn't exist. It's an idol. Amen. It does not help them any more than Jesus uh, was walking on this earth to the Jews that rejected him. He didn't help them either. There's the life creator, the life sustainer, the miracle worker, the dead raiser, 
all of these things that he did and they hated him and they wanted him dead because they had a different Jesus in their mind than the one that came. Who is Jesus? Goes even further, verse 11. He came unto his own and his own received him not. Jesus came to the Jews first. He was a Jew himself. They rejected him. They wanted him dead. And there he is, the light of the world, walking on the earth, the creator, right? Remember the way, the truth and the life, the word that was made flesh and uh, people could talk to him. They could see him. They could touch him and everything else. But in the end, they rejected him. And I'm thinking, how? How could you see and hear about the miracles that he did and reject him? Oh, they liked when he provided them a free lunch, right? The fish sandwiches, they liked those days. But they didn't like when he said, I'm the bread of life. Amen. Amen. They didn't like that. And if we stopped right there with them rejecting Jesus, because he said through me is the only way you'll get an eternal life. And they rejected him. If it ended at verse 11, it would be so sad. But I'm glad there's a but in verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. There are some that, yes, he was the carpenter's son. That's what people said. But they saw him more than that. They saw more than just anyone from Nazareth. They said he is God. And they believed that what he said was was true. They believed that he was eternal. They believed he was the creator and they received his word as true and I'm here to tell you is here's you can do the same thing right like we said from the beginning you need to receive the real Jesus not the made up one not the one you want but the real Jesus from the Bible that's why at this church we preach from the Bible amen and I'm not trying to hide things from you I tell you where to go in the Bible so you can read along with it I'm here to tell you I try to use small words because I'm not big with big words myself. I don't like to confuse. I I just like to keep things simple. And that's what we try to do is just simply preach the truth about Jesus Christ. I don't want to confuse you. I don't want to think that you're dumb. I don't want you to think that uh, you've got to come to me to get the answers. No, I'm here to tell you the real Jesus is right here. It's in plain English right here. Yes, we got to look up some words. Yes, we got to go to the author and finisher. Yes, we got to ask the Holy Spirit but we've got it all available we are without excuse we don't have to guess we don't have to take a vote in the sanctuary we don't have to decide who he really was he's right here I don't care what the historians say. I don't care what the scientists say. I don't care what the archaeologists say or anything else. I just care what the Bible says because the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Guess what? This Word that we have in our hand, the Bible is saying, hey, you get in this, you see Jesus. Amen? And when He was here, He was this walking around full of grace and truth. There He is. We're not... Preaching a made-up Jesus. We're trying to preach the Jesus from the Bible. And that's also why I challenge you just about every single service. Is I want you to get in the Bible yourself. I could stand up here and tell you anything. And if I'm wrong, which there are times I've been wrong and there are times I'll be wrong. 
But if I'm wrong, I want you to get in that word no matter what I say and see for it yourself. You know, there's been times that I've had a brother or sister come to me later and say, Mike, you said something. I don't think it's right. And you know what I'll say? I'll say, show me. Show me. Let's look at it. Let's dig into it. Listen, I'm not perfect. This Bible's hard at times. It's big. And that's a good thing because it's a big God. But here's the thing. That's not an excuse for us to not get into it. Yeah. We can get into it every day. We've got access to God. He wrote it. He'll tell us about it. He'll explain things for us. But here's the thing. You want to know who the real Jesus is? Oh yeah, you can come in here and hear about it. You know, half hour here, half hour there. But I'll tell you when you can get into it all the time is this right here. This is the real Jesus. It's in his word. That's the only way you'll find him. And once you find him, you've got to receive him. Amen. You've got to receive Jesus for who he is. You can't change Jesus any more than you can change the Bible. Oh, you can rip pages out you don't like. Many have done that before. But that doesn't work. Oh, you can rip out things of the story you don't like, like the blood of Jesus that was shed for our sins, but you rip that out, it doesn't work anymore. That's your Jesus. I don't want your Jesus. I don't want my Jesus. I want the Jesus. He's the one that died for us. So you believe in the real one, not the made up one. Then what do you have to do? You got to believe on his name. What's his name? We've said it many times, but I think one of the first spots chronologically is this. Matthew 121, and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. Aren't you glad from the beginning, whether it's uh, the angel telling Mary what his name is or John the Baptist proclaiming it, whenever we see Jesus proclaimed, it's right next to it is he's the savior. He's the one that died for our sins, praise God. And we can call on on his name. And here's the thing. Call on Mary's name, but it won't help. You can call my name. It's not going to help. Call the Pope's name. Call any of the saints name. It's not going to help you. You can call on Jesus's name because he's alive and he hears you. What's sad is a lot of people call on Muhammad's name, Joseph Smith's name, all these other names. Ron Hubbard's name or whoever else's name you want to come up with. They're dead. They're gone. They can't hear you. But aren't you glad Jesus is on the throne? You know, one of the jobs the Bible says he's doing, he's an intercessor. He says when he hears that prayer, he passes it along. You can call on his name. He hears the brokenhearted. He hears the contrite. He's waiting. You don't have to call on a prophet. We can call on Jesus. He came to this earth to bring light, life, truth, to die for our sins. You believe that, you can call on Jesus' name too. And aren't you glad? Look what it says. You, you receive the real Jesus. You believe the real Jesus. And to them gave He power to become the sons of God. Isn't that amazing? That's a new birth. 
a new start, a new creature in Christ, right? What's the next verse say? 13, which were born. This is the new birth, not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. If you're saved today, you got a new start today. It's not because there's power in the wood on this altar. It's not because you became a member of the church. It's not because you were baptized. It's not because of you went through some ritual or anything else. It's because God gave you a new life. The same one that created your life gave you a new life in Jesus Christ praise God not of the flesh you couldn't do it yourself and just in case you're confused on that go ahead and read Romans 4 we did it in Sunday school Uh, there's no uh, whether you're talking about Abraham or talking about us today we didn't work our way to God he died for us he came to us and we're going to reach God by faith praise God and faith alone but I'm here to tell you this world's confused, aren't they? Yeah. Ask anyone. Co-workers, relatives, friends, who's Jesus? You'll get a lot of answers. A lot of them don't even like to say his name. I heard the other day someone say, oh, I've got a relationship with God. Who is he? God can be very generic. Who is he? He's Jesus. Amen. He's the word. He dwelled on this earth. Not just accidentally. He didn't, he didn't just get caught up in political things and then die and everything else. No, He came to die. Yes. But He also rose from the dead. Amen. But guess what? The only way we can be certain of anything is if we get into what? What's one of Jesus' names? The Word. We've got to get into it today. I'm going to ask everyone to stand.